just give Puck deep, you know, play the corners hard and see if good things will happen for us. Yep. We're back. Episode 51 of Just Dishing It. We are joined as always by my co-host, John Tudes Tudor, and our amazing producer, Derek Hoskins. Gentlemen, it's been a crazy week, um, you know, to say the least, since we last spoke. Um, for me, after we signed off from recording last time, things kind of took a turn. Um, you know, four minutes left in the beer league game. We had, you know, Benny got a boo-boo. So for those that can't see, he's got a real nice soft cast on his entire fo- left forearm. Yeah, it's fun stuff. Um, you know, just an unfortunate play. Sometimes that happens in, uh, you know, contact sports, but we're in bar league. So, you know, sometimes still not sure why that happens. But, you know, there was uh, a Tudes. I don't know. Did you see it? it I happened? did. Actually, I was on the ice. Uh, yeah. yeah. So blackout, uh, Benny. I just, it was, no, it was just kind just, of like a, it was very kind of quick. Paused. Like, it was weird. So the, the puck went toward the boards and Benny just kind of like went over to the boards to just really like chip it past the defenseman at the blue line and get it out of our own zone. And someone on the other team kind of came up behind him and kind of caught him square in the numbers in the back. And Benny's, he just went like kind of face first into the boards but like immediately when he turned around he just took his glove off and stood there and was just like staring down and then skated to the bench and like I didn't know what happened Uh, but then when we got over to the bench we saw it was uh, pretty swollen pretty quick but I mean this team the whole night it was one of those things like I already went on my beer league rant once and I'll do it again Um, (laughs) if you're showing up to men's league and you've got to work your day job the next day, and you're looking for a fight, you're a loser. You're such a loser. All you had to say was from behind, from the, all you had to say was the numbers, and I'm just But the thing was, so this was, scumbag head. This was kind of toward the end of the third period, and the entire game from puck drop on, they they were were just chirp after chirp after pushing after the whistle, everything, and it was like, I mean, Cav got into it with a kid at one point because the kid just, like, was going after him after the whistle. It was just stupid shit like that where it's like, guys, like, it's a 1045 game on a Wednesday night. Like, let's just play this game and go home. Relax. It's crazy because, like, at the end of the day when that stuff happens, it's like you don't even care if you win or lose, but those guys care so much about winning. It's like if you guys really care that fucking much, just like how – you know what I mean? Yeah, here you go. Here you go. Like, I don't care that much about winning a fucking beer league game. I'd rather not have my forearm snapped in half by some douchebag. Well, that's the thing, too. I don't remember – I don't – he didn't really hit me. He tried to hit me but he really didn't. And it was the fact that I, what, from my, what happened from what I saw or experienced with it, he like went in front of me because he clearly was going to try and do some form of contact and he just didn't. And he like went in front of me, but I couldn't pull like my arm away in time because I was reaching for the puck, but I saw he was doing this. So at the last second I tried to, but his shoulder, it felt like just caught 
my arm and just as soon as he crashed into the glass my hand was on the other side of like his arm and his shoulder and that's what did it so it was i mean that's how i broke i broke my arm when i was like 16 playing or 17 playing hockey i went to go chip just same thing chip it along the board saw the guy coming from a mile away braced myself on the boards and he just unfortunately got his arm locked his elbow locked up against my arm and broke it right in half yeah it's it sucks um you know it's it's, you say part of the game it's a dangerous game but you know the numbers is not yeah the thing is like it's it's part of the game of hockey but it's not really part of beer league because Exactly. We all know when we're going in there, right? Like if you're if you're jockeying for position, going for a puck in the corner or whatever, yeah, there's going to be some bumping shoulders and kind of, you know, pushing each other out of the way. Yeah, but I'm but not it's, expecting homeboy to fly in from the blue line and dummy me in the corner. Like, right. I mean, that's the thing is beer league. Like it's understood. Like this is not a checking league. So that's also part of I think sometimes why guys get hurt awkwardly on the boards is because you're kind of going after the puck a little bit differently in a lot of cases, especially me, right? Like if I'm playing defense, I'm going into the corner a lot differently than I would if I knew that forward could come flying in and plaster me on the boards, right? Yeah. But like sometimes when guys do come in reckless like that and they do hit you with some contact, it it creates injuries because you're not properly protecting yourself or anticipating that hit because it's not supposed to happen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like I, I would go into it, like you said, with, you know, obviously having my back towards the play a little bit more relaxed. Whereas right. if I'm anticipating that forward coming in from the blue line every single time, I'm heads up and I'm trying to skate backwards into that corner to hopefully make sure that he's not going to take my head off in the play. And I'm going to definitely get rid of the puck as fast as I can in that corner. Whereas, like you said, if you're not expecting the hit and it's agreed upon that it's a non-contact league, it's like, might take my time, pick up the puck and maybe think about skating with it as opposed to trying to get rid of the puck right away. Yeah. And it's a shared, it's a, it's a shared responsibility. It's like, like you, you know, maybe, Maybe some guys on certain teams are, you know, doing different things. Maybe, you know, I don't know, grad school, whatever the case may be. Either way, everybody's got something more important to do tomorrow than this. So, you know, if if that's, you know, you're trying, if you're chasing, trying to be a streamer, whatever, you need your hands. What if that's what I was doing? Can't play. What am I supposed to do now? Can't be playing Call can't, of Duty like that. Yeah, you, know, you know. So it's I just you know it's a shared agreement. Like yeah, you want to skate hard, you want to play hard, get a great workout in, respect the game. Don't be a scumbag. Don't be a scumbag. It's that easy. And um, you know it it sucks because that was a fun game. You know it was chippy. I mean, <laughs> admittedly, I kind of uh, I kind of enjoy that. That's you know that's a. That's a safe haven for me. Is normally um, that kind of that, that, that kind of chaos. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very very comfortable in that. I can sometimes in, enjoy that a little more. I'm not really one to get involved. It's just a, for me. It's a green light to start chirping a little different than I normally would, which I think we all know I enjoy. But um, I was very. It was a funny I, through the whole game. I was very quiet. I think I had one conversation with a guy. He's like, "Yeah, you know, dude, what do you think?" 
can we go to our teams? Can we just tell them like, let's let's chill out, like, dudes? I don't know if you saw this conversation I was having with this guy after uh, Cavs penalty, and he's yeah. like, can we just like agree, like, like let's just get out of here? And I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm like, well, well, buddy, like you're, it, it it starts with you guys. Like, can we agree on that? And he's like, well, no, you guys are doing it too. I'm like, well, because it, it started. You can't sit here and tell me it's not starting with you guys like everything that happens you're crying to the refs was it a classic case of you guys were better than them and they just had no no not no they were they were were better than us and we were better better teams than us and we actually that was a big upset that we ended up beating See, them. that's even worse about that whole situation too because like it's one thing if you know that you're better than but them it's... and you know that they're just trying to do this to get under your skin but like if they can flat out just kick your ass like you know what but I mean? it's like, also and then they play like that then that's just a huge that's an even more it's scumbag just the move. type of team that they are right so a couple guys on our team um you know have refed you know around the area before and they know a lot of the refs in the area um and they, they had just said before, they kind of warned us before the game, they were like, look, this is how this team is. Try not to go Play over the top them. and respond. Yeah. But I, apparently, like, they had played in a different league and done this before and been asked not to play in that league, and that's why they're where they're at here. So it's oh, like, you know, that that also kind of speaks to, like, okay, it probably wasn't our team instigating it. Obviously, everyone's biased thinking it's not their team starting it, but when you're playing against a team with that kind of track record, like, you know, kind of speaks yeah, for itself tough. there. But, um, yeah, yeah I mean, a, it's tough slate. I mean, obviously, like, yeah, but that just makes them even worse to play against. Like, when you know you're good and you're going to play scumbag shit like that, like, of course they're going to get asked to not play in a league because no one wants to play against you guys. It's like, oh, you mean I have to go and get my ass kicked on the scoreboard and I, then also possibly fight these guys like after each whistle? Like, come on. My favorite yeah. thing about Beer League, though, I will say this year, and admittedly, like, I'm definitely punching above my weight class playing on this team. Benny had asked me to play and, you know, Keeler and Cav on you the do team. It. So it's it's fun, but, like, I'm definitely, like, you know, not one of the, you know, big producers on the team. I'm basically just trying to make the simple play and stay out of the way a lot of times. And, uh, you know, it's funny because I see guys like this on other teams where, like, they are solid players and they're wearing, like, their helmets from either wherever they played before and, like, you know, whether it was junior college or, you know, club hockey or whatever program they were at before. And it's like... I've had a couple guys chirp me and it's like, bro, like I literally didn't start skating until I was 17 and you're on the ice with me. Doesn't that say more about you than it does me? You fucking pigeon. Like <laughs> what are, like, what are we doing here? And that was the I just, thing. But I think it's just hilarious. Right. Cause you get guys, you get guys like that, that are like, you know, either like tried to trace chase the dream and obviously it didn't work out because you're playing at fucking harbor center at 10 45 on a wednesday night buddy <laughs> um but like you get guys like that and then they're playing against someone that like didn't even play hockey growing up and it's like you're gonna come in here and act like you're shit like nobody cares who you are yeah like, i always i i enjoy to see that's the thing too where i if i start chirping at you and if i start getting engaged that way I've made an assessment about you and I know kind of what you are and there's a reason I'm, I'm trying to bother you. Cause I know it's distracting you even more, but like 
the fact I even do that, it's really hard to turn that switch off. Like it's yeah. when you're playing, like that's the, like I said, that this game is a safe haven for me. That's like where I am. I'm loving life out there. Like that's yeah. just where that's the place in a lot of See, senses yeah. when it comes to like physical activity now, since we're, you mm-hmm. know, getting older, that's why I look at it mainly. It's really tough turning that switch off sometimes. It, it just is because for all those years, night after night, it was. And I even experienced it in like, like I I knew that, but my first dose of it, I remember, was the first time I played in the 11 day power play before COVID happened. And we had like Michael Pekka and Jay McKee line matching against me, Keeler, oh, and Cavo. And when Pekka starts like hacking at you a little bit, you're like, yeah. It, it's tough to turn that switch off. <laughs> I think, I think I might have told the, I think I might have told the story when Jackie was on because we were talking about those guys and she had mentioned that Pekka could like still skate with guys in the league oh, today. Yeah. And I mean, I just remember like hopping out on the on the ice and I was one on one with him, and I don't think I've ever been put in a blender worse in my entire <laughs> life. Like, yeah, he's still oh, so good, man. God, dude, like some of those guys, it's ridiculous ridiculous how skilled those guys are um it's kind of like watching patrick sharp at the bar stool at the chiclets cup yeah it's like i was like casually rollerblading around and like using an ounce of his fucking talent and his pinky finger and he was still just destroying these guys the thing with patrick sharp is he's kind of an asshole and I don't mean that in the sense that, like, he's a bad guy because he seems like the nicest guy in the world. He was smiling the whole time. He was super nice to every single person uh-huh. at that event. Everyone that came up to him, he was super receptive. But it's just not fair to be that good, <laughs> to have three Stanley Cup rings, and to always be the hottest guy in the room when you walk in. It's just not fair. Yeah, like That's just an asshole move. Like If you're going to be that good at hockey, let somebody else be that good looking. Yeah, but like, come on, dude, taking it all—it's like him and like Henrik Lundqvist, like that kind of player. Like, come on, dude, that's not fair. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. It's Drew, wild. Drew's mad at him for a completely different reason. Other oh, than dude, his, I mean, his on ice demeanor. Yeah. Dude, I'm—I got I knew like, it was going like that as soon as he brought like, it up. <laughs> I got like four points in twelve games in beer league, and I'm ugly. Like, where am I going? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a little upset that this guy's got three Stanley Cup rings and is the best looking dude in the room. Come on, yeah, that's uh, that's hilarious. All right, I guess now the mission is to try and top another Tudor soundbite, which it seems I can't ever do. Because Whitick <laughs> always gives me crap. He's like, "When are you going to put yourself in one of these clips?" And I'm like, "Talk to Tudor, buddy. I can't do it." He says at least one thing every episode where I'm doing them and I'm coming across. And I'm like. I'm an I'm a jackass if I don't put this out for the content. Like he's pulling off stuff last episode where he's talking, he's he's running us through the gauntlet, talking about baseball pitcher stats and goaltenders. How am I supposed to not put that in there? He sounds like he sounds like fucking something. He sounds like um a blend between George Steinbrenner and fucking I don't even know. Who's yeah, John Cooper? I, I, I couldn't even tell I, you. Honestly, it's unbelievable. I just vomit whatever comes out of my brain. It's kind of weird at this point. I don't even think I just talk when I'm on this. Yeah. Um, but, you know, sometimes it works. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful yeah. thing. It really is. I'm a smarter yeah. man for it, I will say. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, you know, first segment there. 
catch everybody up on that. That's what we're dealing with here on this well, we end. Gotta, we got to know what's your pain. We got to know like what's your pain scale and stuff, and like what are, where, where are we going with this? Like what's our what's our rehab schedule looking like? Like are we? Uh, so when this uh, comes out, um, by the time this comes out, in a few hours after, I will have it scanned again. They'll see the surgery is on the table. I am told. Um, they reset it, moved it back and everything. It was a partial dislocation, um, closed fracture of the wrist, moved it back, reset it. They scanned it again after they put it back in a new splint after they moved it. The contraptions they use for that are fan, are amazing. It's, it seems so like medieval looking. It's like this thing they like ha- let you hang like this and they like, I'm like, so what are we doing here? And then, well, we're stretching out your ligaments and stuff. So it helps us when we move it back. I'm like, this is going to be fucking wild. And <laughs> so it was uh, this stuff that freaks me out in the hospitals is like those. Well, see, it wasn't the hospitals that I have they, no idea what they're They didn't doing. do it in the hospital. They just put a, um, you know, sisters was very efficient. Sisters of charity in Buffalo. Shout out to them. Pretty efficient. Just splinted me up for the night and they recommended me to Excelsior the next day. So I got that in the people at Excelsior. Amazing. I'm sitting there doing this, getting it moved back. I'm shooting office quotes back and forth with the guy in charge doing it. And, um, had, had a couple great, uh, staff nurses helping them out too. They took great care of me. It was, you know, other, other than the soreness, like discomfort later, it was as smooth as I could have asked for it. They were the staff. There's amazing shout out to Excelsior orthopedics. If you're ever in a situation like me, can't recommend them enough. Um, obviously yeah, free ads, Benny. Yeah, no, for this, they can get a little free ad time, you know? Um, uh, they, they took great care of me and, um, you know, I'm excited to go back and just kind of get the news one way or the other and stop dreading it. But, um, when they rescanned it, like I was saying, they were like showing me both things. Like this is what it looked like when you came in. This is it now. Um, your degree or something like the curve of your wrist. They want you at uh, eleven is like the number that you're supposed to be at. Just like when it's just you just set it on a table and leave it there. Put your hand flat. Um, mine was at like a sixteen, almost seventeen. So they're like a pretty. You know, could be a lot worse, but nothing too crazy, but still got to get straightened back out and they did it. And then the, all the x-ray tech people, when the doctor took me back in and was showing me, they all were looking over at it just cause you know, everyone's like, just seeing, Oh, what's this guy got and everything like that. And they're all like, this looks really good. Obviously you can see that crack in your wrist bone. That's normal. If you take that away, that's how your wrist is supposed to look. So just hopeful the the splint worked well and it didn't move at all. But um, I'm much more optimistic than I was when I was sitting there waiting to see somebody the night it happened in the hospital. Um, so just uh, one day at a time. Uh, surprised they didn't so, do it all in one for you when I had my arm. I mean, but my arm was completely broken. So like they they did it. They reset it. Like I had a, it was same thing late night hockey game. Like they call. I remember I had to wait because they had to call in like. Basically, it was just massive. This guy definitely played D1 football somewhere. It's this massive guy just literally just popped my arm back into place. Yeah. But, yeah, they had to, like, call him in and stuff. It was, like, pretty late at night. But I'm guessing they probably wouldn't have sent me home with a half-broken arm. <laughs> yeah. Well, they that's they wanted 
they knew what was going on with it, but they're like, it's not severe enough to where we like have to do it now. Oh, okay. It's like, we want you to see a specialist, like go see ortho about it. Makes so, sense. Well, that's, yeah. good. that's good at least. Yeah. I, hope, I hope they at least knocked off your copay for that ad read, by the way. But. <laughs> we'll see, man. Right. Uh, I had a, Maybe I'll get one of their uh, one of their three quarter zips they were all wearing when I head over there. Nice little uh, LL Bean fleece, not a big deal, but um, yeah, they they were great. Can't recommend them enough. Um, so yeah, we'll see what the timeline is. Um, they didn't really talk too many numbers. I think with surgery, it's more around eight weeks to be back, and then I think like probably I think around four to six, if none, all things considered, just roughly. So more to come on that. You don't have to sling it, do you? When I'm out of the house, yeah, oh, for now. Because no, this splint no. is fucking heavy, bro. Yeah, it is heavy. I already told you, once you get that hard cast on, you're coming to the beer league games on the bench. You're coaching. <laughs> I want you I want you ripping Newport hundreds on the bench, <laughs> laying into every single ref. It's gonna be old school eighties hockey. Yeah, I'm gonna uh I'm gonna be making appearances once I get that hard cast for sure. Miss being around the fellas. I had to miss the playoff game for my other team and uh, lost a nail biter five to four, which sucked. Um, couldn't be a part there, but is also, what it is. Benny, Benny won't tell everyone, um, but he's our team's leading scorer. He's got most points on the team right now, tied for the goals lead, overall points lead. Um, so detrimental loss so. to the team. You could say that's the biggest loss we could have suffered. (laughs) You won the game. Yeah, we won the game, right? Um, I haven't made a simple chip it out and just change all here. And the one time I do it, I end up with a dislocated and broken hand. So it's all dangled from here. That's what it is, folks. It's not that easy. So whenever you see me (laughs) playing hot potato with the puck when it comes to my corner and chipping it out, it's not as easy as it looks. People get hurt doing that shit. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god all right we got to talk about the uh the new mascot of this program mr calvin ridley oh my one god. of us yeah. what, an, mean, what an idiot i mean the poor guy but i but Benny, Benny, i'm not even gonna say the poor guy like i will i would be willing to bet ironic right that i'd bet on it but uh, I'd be willing to bet that there are many more players in That's any, in any yeah. pro sports league that bet on games in their own league, which all of them are prohibited from doing. But how hard is it to just text your buddy and be like, hey, can you go put in this bet for me and oh, have it be you. under their name? Oh, it's move. It's no way. It's really this is an in-person not. conversation. This is not done over well, the phone. This is not I done over the, the okay. text message. So you know what I'm I saying? Get the, but I get what, I get what I you're know saying what you're, there. Yeah. But like, what I'm saying is how hard is it if you really do want to bet to just yeah. have somebody else place the bet for you and then you can exchange cash with, it, you know, whatever. It's not a big deal. Why would you put your name on a gambling app when you're a well-known wide receiver in the NFL and then so bet on an NFL game? So that's what I didn't get. The bets were placed in, they said, Florida and Georgia. So I think what happened, and I, I didn't do enough research on this. Just I didn't I've been either. kind of busy this week. Yeah. But I, I, I'm, I think one of the articles that I saw was saying the reason the bet got flagged is it was placed on – 
the only legal sports book in Florida. But I think at the at a, a certain point he tried to access his account from outside of the state, which flags it, right? Because you can only um, utilize it within the state. And then they reported it up to the NFL and was like, hey, look what we just saw. That, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's kind of how it got caught. I just can't believe it took so long. That seems yeah. great. But again, that's that's a topic for another day. But I mean First here of it all, is. Uh, I got the official. Oh, here we go. Ridley placed three parlay bets between November 23rd and 28th on the Hard Rock Sportsbook mobile app while he was in Florida. According to a person with knowledge of the matter who was not authorized to speak publicly, Genius Sports, which monitors sports betting data for the league, alerted the NFL that a player might be behind those bets. The NFL's investigation found that Ridley's bets included a wager on the Falcons to win. Soon after the NFL announced the suspension, Ridley wrote that I bet $1,500 total. I don't have a gambling problem. Later adding that he couldn't watch football at that point. Mm. But I don't think anyone cares. Like, I don't want to say not cares, but like, I don't think anyone was concerned when they saw that of like, does he have a gambling problem? It was more so just like a. I'm sure the Twitter you, trolls were lighting him up. Yeah, yeah right. it was. It was more so like, dude, you shouldn't be defending yourself about do you have a gambling problem or not. You are the reason people are upset is because you are literally prohibited from betting on the league that you play in. Like, if you well, were betting also, on like, the NHL, a, that'd be fine. Take it a step back too. I would be pissed because he took time off for mental health and he was betting on sports. Like, I mean, granted, whatever, do your fun stuff to get your mental health back in case. But like when you're not supposed to be betting on games contractually and you are under contract and your team is still like fighting for games and you're taking a step away, that definitely looks really bad from a teammate's teammates view and as a fan too. Like, I mean, how would you want to support a guy like that? And like, also, like, as a teammate, how could you support, like, how would you want to support, you know what I mean? Like, this guy's, like, I mean, granted, everyone's going through their own thing, but, like, how could you say, like, I'm fighting in these, you know, fighting do- these dog fights out here on, on the field, and this guy's just kicking his feet up betting on us, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of ass backwards when you look at it. It is a little strange. I mean... Who it's a knows? weird situation over it, all, yeah. the way, all the way around, no doubt. Yeah, it was – I couldn't believe it. I, I, and I, I, was, and I think, though, I was that with – like, because I've seen a lot of people saying that, like, he shouldn't have got a full season for this. And I, I think in think a lot so. of ways, though, the, NF, the NFL kind of had to make an example. You, yeah, he was going to be the example. You, you had, they had to make an example of the first person to really kind of do this in the modern era of legal mobile sports betting where it's accessible to everyone, right? And it's so crazy because the NFL pushes it, too, so much, too. Well, but it's not crazy when you think about it, though, because there's a very easy, at least in my opinion, it is a very easy distinction between promoting fans gambling on the game to get more people engaged with your sport mm-hmm. and a player that is in the league on a team taking the field on Sundays 
betting on that sport, right? There's also there's a big difference there, and I don't, dollars in a year. But <laughs> there's a big difference there, though, and I really don't think it's fair to say like, oh, the NFL shouldn't be punishing a player for betting on games when they're promoting gambling. Oh on no, I'm definitely not fans, saying that you know? at all. I just but a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of people on Twitter and online are, and that's just I don't agree with that. But like. They're just trying to have a hot take. They're just trying to be. Yeah, no, that's and, dumb. I'm yeah. just saying it's more so. It's just ironic that the NFL pushes so much sports gambling, but then you know a player bets on it, and then yeah. like it becomes you know obviously. But I mean, technically, I believe if you are even an employee of the team, you're not supposed to bet on games, um, yeah. right? Because you could, because you could have inside information, right? So even if you're an employee of like the Buffalo Bills. And you work in like um, community just, relations, and you're you have nothing to do with like the the team that goes out on the field. You still aren't supposed to bet on games because you're there. You get information probably through the grapevine before everyone else in the public gets it, and you can still trading. get in trouble. Yeah, you could still get in trouble for that. Like you know, so there's. Regardless, like even if you're not a player, if you're just an employee of the organization, you can't be betting on those games. But well, I mean, yeah, because like, okay, here's a hypothetical situation. You say you work for the Bills on some type of training staff side of things, whatever. You don't have any direct impact towards the game, whatever. But you have inside information that Stefan Diggs is going to be out this week and they haven't reported it until the actual official injury report is out. And then you go to the sports book and place, you know, obviously the odds are going to be much higher on say a Gabe Davis touchdown or a Isaiah McKenzie touchdown. And like before the public gets knowledge of that, so you can take them at a higher odd and get a crazy payout. This is all just a hypothetical, but it is literally sports gambling's version of insider trading, knowing like what stuff is happening beforehand before it's made public. It goes back to Tudor's original point, right? Why are you doing it yourself? Yeah. That's that's my thing, right? Like if you you... go back, you place the bet, you say, Hey, I'm gonna throw 10k at this, you do what you gotta do, we'll divvy it up. I'll even split it with you 70 30 for placing it for me. Even if you only want to throw a grant, whatever your units are, we can get into the units thing, right? Just get creative. Don't also, I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's cut and dry. You can't have it as a player. Right. The staff stuff. I agree but, with okay. too, but it's like employees are going to talk. They have lives. They're going to tell their friends and people, right? So, and even in that situation, what I'm trying to say is even if you're not the player, like I'm saying with Ridley, just call a buddy, you could do the same kind of thing as an employee. There's ways around it. Just use your head. Yeah. I mean, it's like anything, right? Like if you're going to, if you're going to do something wrong, at least think about it before you do it. Right. Like, I mean, here's you take nothing else from this episode. Take that. If you're gonna do something wrong, just think about it. Some of the best. So some of the best just advice. Think about I, it, baby. Some of the best advice I ever got, which was kind of hilarious at the time, was I took this constitutional law class in college as an undergrad, and our professor was an attorney here in Buffalo, and would 
uh, come in in the morning, teach our class at like 8 a.m. and then go into the office after that. And I remember I remember she came into our class one time. We were talking about different amendments and, you know, how they can protect you if you got pulled over with like, you know, search and seizure, things like that. And she goes, she's like, honestly, the best advice I can give you is if you're going to break the law, only break one at a time. So if you're going to have something in your car (laughs) that you shouldn't have in your car probably don't speed like just drive a stop human being yeah right like and it's just one of those things like i've always thought back to that and i thought it was funny at the time but i was like it's a great point right if you're doing something that you know you're not supposed to be doing don't then go do something else that's going to draw attention to you (laughs) and get people to look at you right like if you're going to do this, at least be discreet about it. Don't put your name on an app and be like, hey, look at me. I just placed this bet. Like, I mean, Benny, seems- here's, I, I didn't think about it until you actually just brought it up. Um, we'll go into uh, when I was working for ESPN during the pandemic. Um, Buddy. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I could have yeah. done some fucking damage. I could have yeah. done some real damage. But mm-hmm. we were told like right off the bat, like, don't like obviously like don't do that shit but like being i have i have the broadcast literally happening right in front of me and it takes two to three minutes for it to catch up on the other end of things i could have been live betting tennis tennis points like you know no problem but like obviously it would have been very obvious if someone in florida is fucking cleaning house during the pandemic (laughs) and (laughs) and folks how do you know that derek did in fact not do that well he's still working he hasn't retired and he's on here talking to us and not getting paid for it there you go i'll buy all alibis baby i was getting dms from players saying i mean dms from degenerate saying do you have score do you have this score from this game i'm trying to trying to dispute it it's like get the fuck out of here pal yeah <laughs> find it's another still, avenue yeah no but that, I, I totally i didn't even think about that until you brought it up and it's like yeah i mean i could have like really done some damage i was t- two minutes ahead of the broadcast you know what i mean not only that too even if, you i know, also was you... scoring the games too yeah. i was scoring the games i could have changed the whole outcome of everything even you know? if you did some briefing where it was like you know some kind of meeting and you're like hey we had this matchup we're switching the coverage because so-and-so has to withdraw because he tore his hamstring but no one knows it yet yeah even something yeah, like that yeah, yeah yeah exactly no there, there was a lot of stuff the only thing that really made it really weird was they were all exhibition matches so it was just the players really didn't give a shit at the end of the day to begin with they were there yeah. practicing and they it's were like making, betting on preseason yeah right? no they were make, they were collecting a paycheck per per you know per match so it was like would they win or lose they win or lose like they're not going to go out of their way for it so like these people that were betting on it were like extreme degenerate people like i mean people who have nothing better to do during the pandemic and just live betting tennis on you know, i mean i'll be honest like, tennis. Two, i might have indulged yeah two weeks into two weeks into the pandemic when there was still no sports resuming i had 
buddies and I were, we literally had a group message set up and we were betting amongst ourselves on simulated NBA 2K games on Xbox with nobody playing, simulated (laughs) and virtual marble races. Virtual marble races. Yeah. So like, I get it. Like there was, there were some dark times early on in COVID when no sports were going on. Um, Yeah. You had to scratch that itch, but. Weather bets, you know, it just, yeah, uh, just, just, just tricky stuff. It was, stuff. it was dicey. But anyway, Calvin Ridley, if you got something in your car that shouldn't be there, drive the speed limit. That's my best advice to you, buddy. Also, <laughs> is the fifteen hundred dollars that you're betting worth it? To as well, a now, yeah. the twenty-two that million, probably twenty-two less, million. That probably put less of a dent in fifteen hundred dollars in the grand scheme of things, right? Like even That's if he wins those bets, that, that puts less of a dent in his wallet than the Starbucks I bought on my way into the office today. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, versus I mean, the lack of game checks he's about to get. Right. Like, yeah. Dude, I, it's, it's I mean, he's not like. He's going to get a job after this. Anyone's going to pick him up. Like, no doubt. It's not like it's a. Like, Did he get released? I don't think so. But no, he's, the thing is, not, though, it's he was like supposed anything. to be traded, possibly. That was the thing. And obviously, mm-hmm. he's not going to this year. But he was still slated to make $22 million on the cap this year. But it's like anything, right? He's a good he's a good enough player where somebody's going to give him another opportunity as soon as he's eligible. Yeah, just, just cause like fucking bet on games. It's yeah. Really he's hard. just, he's, that's the thing. He's, right? he's, easy. he's, he's a very talented, very solid player. So I, you know what? I hope he has his time off. I hope he's, it's I'm sure it was just a bone. Yeah. Like I hope he, but... I hope it all works out for him. I hope he comes back and has a solid career. Like he's capable of. Cause like he, he said, it was only succeed. $1,500. It's not like this guy has a crippling problem where he's like pissing away game checks on, you know what I mean? Like on yeah. stuff was like, that would be a problem. And that would be a red flag of like not signing this guy. Cause like, he's like, way I don't more... know, man. Evander Kane got a contract. I, he, yeah, he did. He did. That's, right. But that's, that's my point, right? If you're good en- if you're good enough, which both of those guys are in their respective sports, people don't care. They're going to sign you because you give them a chance to win games. Yeah, I'm. That's the, that's the bottom. That's the bottom line, right? Yeah, I that's know that. Baby. I know that a lot of people don't want to hear this, and they want to think that athletes are good role models for their kids. But it doesn't matter. These guys go out there, and if they're good enough, it doesn't care, or it doesn't matter what they do off the field or off the ice. You know, this isn't an ethics competition. You're trying to win a championship. Yeah. Yeah, and whatever is going to make you happy, and whatever is going to make you the happiest, and perform at your peak level is like, what are you going to change your ways because you're yeah, a professional some, athlete? And, and no. some of these guys, like, granted, it's not, um, you know, you can't do it by gambling on your sport or things like that. But some of these guys are a little bit reckless, and maybe living on the edge kind of gives them that edge on the field or, you know, in the game, whatever it is. That's just your personality. I'm not here to judge that. I don't really care. Um, you know, but I I think, like, you know, at the end of the day, hopefully he just learns his lesson. Hey, bud, you can't do this, and then comes back and plays well because, you know, we want to see everybody play uh, or fulfill their their potential or succeed in whatever they're trying to do. I mean, realistically, he's going to sit out a year. The conversation with whatever next NFL team, if he doesn't go, I would imagine he probably. Do you think he gets appealed? No. I mean, he'll he might try. He might get it down to like he might get like 
I could see maybe like them reducing it down to like 10, 11 games or some shit like that. Maybe. Because, I mean, Antonio Brown pleaded guilty to a felony and he only had eight. I understand it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get there's the integrity thing there, but it's a little dicey. Yeah. No, I mean, that's part of the. Josh Gordon would argue otherwise, though. Yeah. Well, Josh yeah. Gordon also like that's one of those things that I mean, he had many opportunities. I know he he's a, I know he's a I know that's a separate case, but I yeah. mean his pun I mean his offenses was pretty uh, pretty minimal. But then I've also heard but then there's been the but then there's been mo- more stories of that he's like he was hammered throughout most of his career. So it's like okay, well maybe that is like a time and place thing that this guy should be getting this amount of. Yeah. Even though his offense was literally only for like smoking weed, obviously. But, yeah. Whereas like any conversation that Calvin Ridley has afterwards with any NFL football team is they're going to be like, was it really only $1,500? He'll be like, yeah, I could show you my betting slips. And then they're going to be like, all right, great. Let's sign you to a multi-million dollar deal. It's like, they're not going to care as long as he catches football. Footballs maybe I should, maybe the- I should try that with an NHL team. Hey, I'll show you my old betting slips. You want to sign me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I just don't want to show him my. If we're doing that, I can't show him my f- February record because yeah. we're gonna have good. to put it. We'll have to put it in an Excel sheet. What rock a little sort and filter if we're gonna do that for yeah. mine. I'm gonna that. have to sort out the entire month of February. I'm, <laughs> I'm sick with pivot tables. We'll come up with a nice presentation. There we go. I love it. Another thing uh, we're gonna move to. You know, lots happened in the, the NFL world, so we're gonna. Uh, you know, we're gearing up for a nice playoff run. I can't wait for that that's going to be fun um in the nhl um i know we want to hit on some of this other nfl news because you know it's that time of the year for the the carousel starts moving if you will and um this is a fun time of year yeah you know maybe touch on uh any updates on the mlb from Tudor's end because i am already itching for some first five over under action and i gotta get there's, I gotta there's literally it. nothing happening all, right, all, well, the, all they've really accomplished is they've agreed to make the bases a little bit bigger and ban the shift like that's ban big. the shift is good i'm an over guy uh, i like that do, do you like that i mean i don't know like that's one of those things that you know what I it think, is you know I, what think it is banning, I think banning the shift is kind of stupid, and I've never understood why people feel so strongly against it. You know why? But, because they're they're every because everybody's bored of it. It was cool when the who was the Cubs guy when they won the manager, right? Isn't he kind of the one that really started doing it? The guy with the glasses. He looks like fucking. Are you Madden? Yeah, the, he looks like the yeah. doctor from the fucking Miracle yeah. team. Yeah, so, so uh, yeah, Madden. But yeah, like, Madden. He, he – It got really think, popular what, after they won, right? What I, the thing is – It's for, just like everyone's sick of it now because everybody does it. I guess what bothers me – doesn't like bother me, but I find it annoying is because people will make the argument, and I've read it a ton, where they're like, uh, it's not as easy as just – telling guys to hit the ball the other way. It's not possible to hit like a 98 mile an hour fastball inside the other way. And it's like, dude, you literally, all you have to do is take one step down the baseline or closer toward first base, like open up your stance and you can literally push a bunt down to third base and nobody's there and you will reach base safely every single time. And if I guarantee if you do that like three times, they won't be able to shift on you again because they'll know that you're just going to do that and take the free single every time. 
do I want to see that? Not necessarily, but at the same time, but at the same time, it's like, I think it's so stupid that like, why can't the defense just line up like that? Like, okay. I feel like it's taking a step backwards. Like you're you're innovating the sport and then you're you're telling them to like, go back to like square one. You're a professional baseball player. And if everyone in the world knows that all you do is pull the ball down the first baseline as a left-handed batter and they want to play you like that and you don't even try to make an adjustment. Go ahead. Why, like, okay, why are you not punished for not making an adjustment? See, I agree with you. The the only thing where I say I'm like, yeah, fine. It's because I like to bet on overs on totals. So – it says more runs to me, but I agree where as I've gotten older, I, res- I understand and I like and I'm interested in that aspect of baseball that my younger brain couldn't handle, which is why I didn't play it too much going on in between the play. I need action. But now, you know, I I find it interesting. And I think, again, it is kind of stupid. It's just I think it's almost more of a testament as the pressures winding up and they're spinning the wheels and. I don't know. It's just like they're, they want to report any sort of progress, but again, the shifting, I, I don't get the obsession with it, but one conversation I did have with a baseball guy was, it's just like, he brought it up in the sense of like the two line pass, but he's like, again, where baseball drops the ball is because if you compare it to the two line pass, it's like what Derek was saying, it's kind of going backwards yeah. where it's like, and two line pass is such a dumb rule. I never understood that. I was like, right. Like, I can't pass past two lines. This is fucking stupid. Yeah. It's, and yeah. So it, it's hard to find a comparison to it, is what the guy was saying, right? But it's like, that was, he's like, that's the best thing I can think of. I don't really understand the obsession with it, but, you know, he's, he was saying the same thing too. He's like, I wonder if it's more about being able to report that there was some sort of agreements made versus what the actual change is, which it was just, interesting to think about. It reminds me of literally the NHL lockout. Like this happened, like this is when they came back with the touch up off sides and then they came up with the fucking crease, the crease smaller. And like, it, it started all of those conversations, I feel like, um, but I mean, I think what it really comes down to, if we're being honest, is as fans, we like as fans of any sport, our attention spans are like a squirrel. Yeah. Like, and they want to increase offense and increase scoring in every sport, which is why in football, if you throw the ball more than 10 yards downfield, it's either caught, intercepted, or it's a flag. And like every single time. Mm-hmm. And it's why in hockey, they're trying to produce more goals and looking at ways to create rules to, you know, favor offensive minded plays. And it's why in baseball, they're trying to do things like this to, you know, help batters reach base safely more often because people as fans don't want to sit down, right? Like I love it because I'm a baseball guy. I'm a former baseball player. 
I get jacked up and I love games when I'm watching like a two to one pitchers duel. I'll see it. Right. But I but I, I enjoy that because when I played, like I loved the defensive aspect of the game, right? Like I loved different positioning in different situations and thinking, you know, two steps ahead, you know, where am I going with this ball when it's hit to me with a runner on this base? Like I loved that part of the game when I played. So watching it played out at such a high level is really entertaining for me. But I also understand that the average person watching a baseball game on a Thursday night in July doesn't really care about that. They want to see eight home runs. Yeah. Right. Like sure. the, you know what I mean? I so like, spend three and I'm a half the, hours on a game and watch it be one nothing. You know yeah. I mean? And like, I mean, that's the same reason why a lot of Americans don't like watching soccer. And soccer will and never Benny, have to change. Benny anything. could tell you that too, right? Like, Benny loves soccer, and soccer is the most popular sport in the world. But like a lot of Americans don't want to watch it. And a lot of my friends that aren't soccer fans are like, why would I want to do that? They play for 90 minutes and it can end in a one, one tie. That's dumb. It's like, well, that's your opinion, right? Like it's, but all the, all the sports are kind of going that way where they want to get higher scoring more offense, because if you pull fans, that's what they want to see the majority of the time we'll even go to the obscure side of sports and say that nascar has been making a crazy switch inside in stuff like they just did a race inside of the fucking la coliseum that's a 0.25 mile track like i mean <laughs> come on like it's not even racing it's literally guys just running into each other at that at the end of the day i mean i honestly and this is gonna sound really bad um but i think it just speaks like i think we're becoming dumb fans yeah. I really do. No, it's like I, I, like I, I really think we're becoming yeah. dumb fans yeah. because it's got to feel like, like TikTok. Yeah, like it's got to be like entertaining every three seconds, and like if it doesn't give you that instant entertainment factor, like I'm changing the channel and looking down at my phone, scrolling through whatever. It's like, like nobody, nobody's watching to enjoy the the game or the, like, well, the like intricacies long- of the game are not being appreciated. I think the way they used to, and God, I hate listening to myself say this because I sound like the 80 year old man. That's like back in my day. Um, but yeah, no, I think is, that, the there's something to it for sure. 110%. Any rational person would agree with that, that there's something to that with what you're saying, dudes. Yeah. Which is fine. Right. Cause the league's got to do what they got to do to make money. Right. Yeah, and it sucks it's because it's not the sports fault that they're falling behind. It's just like they're trying to just grab your attention when there's a million and one other things that are trying to sh- grab yours. You know what I mean? Like your phone and whatever else is going on, obviously. And, Whereas, you're, and like, you're competing for young fans against other sports. And if you're baseball and you have a two-to-one pitcher's duel in a game at the end of May – and that same eight-year-old kid that you're trying to capture as a lifelong fan can flip the channel and see an NBA game that's 132 to 127 at the end of regulation. Or was it Coyotes? What game are they going to pick? Like 9-3 or some shit like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. These hockey, hockey scores are getting like in the Canadian football game range. Yeah, we got to we gotta figure out how to get on the right side of some of those overs. But I know. Um, it seems to be the ones that I bet on are like, fucking three two and then there's games that i look on the rest of the slate that i don't touch the ones that you're like oh they're probably not going to score that many goals and it's like 10 7 or like 9 3 
something stupid. Right. Um, real quick before we get out of here, there was two other big pieces uh, regarding football we have to touch on. Quarterbacks rule all. Um, love it, hate it, don't care. We're going to go around. Aaron Rodgers back with the Packers. Toods, we'll start with you. Don't don't care. I mean, I, I expected it. <laughs> yeah, right. He was just doing the dance to try to get Devontae Adams a contract. So and, like I and mean, get a little it, more money out of himself. Yeah, probably. It, yeah, it is what it is. I don't I don't really care. Yeah, the only way yeah. I cared about that is if he went to the Steelers. But yeah, understood. Fun, so. Understood. Well, at least you know Carson Wentz isn't going there. Derek, what do you think? I liked it. I think Aaron Rodgers is good for Green Bay think he should just stay there for life i mean it's just kind of written on the walls at this point for him it's yeah. gonna be i don't know i can see tom brady leaving and whatever that was like kind of it, it looked like it was gonna happen but i don't know see aaron Rodgers play for another team would be like really weird i feel like like he, yeah. just, he just screams packers that old school kind of hippie kind of guy yeah. he is like it just it fits packers yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that There's that like city regret like team you know yeah but they got the flashy awesome super talented makes crazy throws quarterback it's it's fun it's fun we love it yeah but I they still agree. they still struggle at the end of the at the end of the year so it's it's whatever yeah it's gonna be fun when they break through that because I, I really do think he's winning one more before he's done i i've always thought that but four more tries at it, which so. is why it, which is why it makes sense for him to stay in the nfc because all the good young quarterbacks oh are in the it's AFC. A, and with that in mind yeah. love it hate it don't care this is why i saved this one for last danger russ wilson is off to denver that division is a gong show what a gauntlet um what do we think here we got a steelers and bills fans in here Toots, what what do you think kind of hate it I think for both and I don't hate it because I don't think he's good like Russ is an elite quarterback in the NFL go to another NFC team but the thing that I don't understand too is like I don't necessarily think that trade works out great for either team like I think that Mm. the Seahawks like okay so now what are you doing right at quarterback and then the Broncos, like, okay, you just gave up a bunch of picks, and then Noah Fant, who's one of the better young, I think, tight ends in the league, they gave up a defensive tackle. Like, yeah, Russ has got some decent weapons there, so it'll be exciting to kind of see what he does with K.J. Hamlin and uh, Jerry Judy and Sutton and, you know, those boys down there in Denver. But, like, do I think they're a Super Bowl team now because of him? No, right? I mean, I think they lost a couple key pieces on defense last year. So, like, I still don't think you're a Super Bowl team with him. And I think the Seahawks got worse, clearly, without him. So, like, I don't see why this makes sense for either team. But, you know, I'm not an NFL GM. No. What about you, Derek? Kind of hate it as well. Um, Bill's fan in you for sure. Don't Don't like it. it. Yeah, I mean – I wish he would have just stayed, like you said, in the NFC. Um, yeah. Makes the road to the Super I don't think he's – like you said, I don't think he is a Super – I don't think they're a Super Bowl contending team, but it makes your path to the Super Bowl a little bit more difficult. Obviously, had to deal with Peyton, at, you know, in the Broncos a couple of years ago, and it was like you finally just got rid of the Broncos. Like, they lost all their weapons and stuff. It was like one less AFC, like, superpower you had to really worry about, you know. Yeah. Um, 
And now they've kind of revived that, I guess. I mean, not in the terms of like that they're going to go the distance, but like it's just another difficult team that you have to play like eventually. Um, yeah. My last take on that, my thought on it was initially I'm like, well, that kind of sucks for the Bills, right? More I sat with it, let it marinate, I was like, I don't know. You got Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, Pat Mahomes, Russ Wilson, all in one division. Like only two teams can realize. They're going to kick and they play each other two times. They're going to kick the shit out of each other. And come postseason time, that's good news for the hometown Bills. No, for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely – It could be worse. It's a dual-sided sword on that. Whereas if he ended up in – Indianapolis. If, like, if he went to, if he went to Miami, the Bills Bills should be sweating. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know what Miami's I mean? Like, like yeah. one court. I mean, Miami's right. realistically a quarterback New England, away yeah. from being like really solid. Even right. New England too, which he wouldn't because of Mac Jones. But yeah. But like that's where it's like for the Bills. I don't think it really. I think if anything, like I don't want to say it helps them, but yeah, to your point, Benny, like it doesn't really. I don't think hurt them because. They're just going to be beating up on each other out in the AFC West, and then the Bills don't really have to worry about it till the playoffs, but they're not going to have to beat a four of those teams. Correct, but it still makes your path a little bit more daunting to try to get through that, you know, I mean, whereas, like, you know, the Broncos slip in on a on a wild card, you know, thing, yeah. and you, and you got to play them. I'm definitely a little bit more scared of playing Russell Wilson in a wild card position than fucking Drew Locke, I can tell you that. So, oh, yeah, 100%. That's the only way that I look at it. I still think you're going to come out on top, but like, I mean, it's definitely going to be a more difficult game. You got a, you know, previous Super Bowl winner under under center, so for sure. Well, boys, this was a tremendous episode once again. Um, we'll pick it back up next week. We're working on a exciting lineup here. Some some guests we're we're, we're building right now. These ones are fun though. I enjoy these when we just get to chop it up. Um, yep will always be a good enjoyment for me. But, yeah, we're working on a lot of different avenues right now, working on a bunch of different guests coming up. So hoping that pans out. Um, I'm sure it will, but either way, we're going to keep bringing you consistent content. Thanks again for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. Also, if you made it this far, send me all kinds of tips you got, whether that's tools to itch. I got a bunch of zip ties. Give me some good advice for the cast, the splints. I'm, I'm open to any good suggestions to make things Chops, easier. Chinese chopstick does really well. Like, that's like a, a good one too. I think when I get the hard cast, I'll, I'll be a little easier. I'm a little cautious on too heavy oh, of yeah, tools yeah, yeah. right now, given the, you know, they had to move yeah. it back. But no, the hard cast once that, yeah. that's a game changer. For sure. All right, gentlemen. Have a great rest of the week, everybody. We will see you back next week for episode 52. Thanks for the support, as always. Thanks for listening. See you.